Hello everyone, Jeff here, back after a long absence with a new episode of the Shazam cast, because we finally got the official trailer for the Shazam film coming in 2019. I figured that is a great reason to fire up the old microphone and wade into the conversation about the trailer more fully. Thanks for joining me after such a prolonged absence, and I hope you'll let me know what you think about my points in this episode. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at the Shazam cast and on Reddit at forward slash r forward slash Captain Marvel, along with the Facebook page and leaving comments on ShazamCast.com. Also, if you prefer email, you can still reach me at the ShazamCast at gmail.com. Now, by the time you're hearing this episode, the trailer will have been up for a couple of days. I've been reading broadly, and the reaction has been as positive as I've seen for almost any superhero movie, including the fan-favorite Marvel Comics movies. I'm assuming Sandberg and the brass at Warner Brothers are rejoicing, as the early buzz really couldn't be more favorable, and I suspect that fan interest will remain high until the film is released. And what's driven that positive reaction? Well, I think there are at least three factors. One, David Sandberg is really good at what he does. He put a compelling product in front of fans through this trailer. And beyond that, he has done a good job of being engaged with fans on social media, particularly in the early days with his Coke can accumulation shots and the pics of Captain Marvel toys posed in humorous ways. Uh, Really, Sandberg thus far has been the ideal face of this project. He's shown a sense of humor, given fans a steady stream of behind-the-scenes content, and avoided any Twitter mail meltdowns from those who were critical of the information that was leaking out. Two, I am far from the only one saying this, but I believe the viewing public is ready to see DC superheroes presented in a way that moves beyond Zack Snyder's Everything Shades of Grey presentation. If you've listened to this podcast or read the things I've been posting through the Shazam cast, you know I think Snyder has been the single greatest element holding the DCEU back and the overwhelmingly positive reaction not only to Shazam's trailer, but also the Aquaman trailer reinforces my conclusion. Now, to be clear, Warner Brothers film chairman Toby Emmerich has stated clearly that the tone of Aquaman was not a reaction against Snyder. Fine, Toby, whatever. But I think it is no mistake that the least Snydery film the DCEU has produced, or rather I should say the least Snydery films uh, that have come out of the DCEU, which is obviously Wonder Woman, but then now Shazam and Aquaman, uh, those are the films that fans love most and have gotten most excited about when they saw the early footage. So yeah, it's a good thing to have Zack Snyder disconnected from the DC universe. I know some of you are going to dislike me saying that. I don't understand what drives your fandom of Zack Snyder, but I get that you people are out there. And I just want to say, uh, not not to be provocative, but I mean, look at what's going on here. Wonder Woman, the Shazam trailer, Aquaman as well. Every one of them carries a different tone. And those are the movies that have come out of the DCEU that, that people are most excited for, either as finished projects or anticipating them coming down the pike. I think not having Zack Snyder there is, is a big part of that. Feel free to get at me on social media or somewhere else if you want to push back on that. I'm under no illusions that I'm, uh, you know, the, the final word on this subject, but I think basically the proofs in the pudding when it comes to uh, Wonder Woman and these other two films that we've just seen trailers for. Anyway, 
Uh, the third thing that I think is driving the positive reaction for the Shazam trailer is what we've talked about on this podcast before, which is that the idea behind Captain Marvel is quite possibly the best fantasy concept in comic books. What kid out there doesn't want to say a magic word and get transformed into Superman? That core concept, uh, to my mind anyway, is pretty much timeless. And I'm not surprised that many people who met this character for the first time in that trailer found themselves intrigued and excited about entering the imaginary world of Shazam. More specifically about the trailer itself, I'm assuming that anyone listening to a podcast named The Shazam Cast immediately recognized the source story for this movie as Jeff Johns' hot garbage story, Curse of Shazam, from the New 52 era of DC Comics. Uh, ScreenRant.com has a good post up actually matching scenes from the trailer to panels from the comics that uh, that Johns put out there, and I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode. Um, but about having Curse of Shazam as the source material, look, I get this. Uh, that's sucks. There's just no two ways about it. I hazard to guess that I am as disappointed in this reality as anyone out there. Uh, yes, we had major hints this would be the case all along, but I was holding out hope that the product we actually got would have taken a better direction. That's just, you know, my eternal optimism. If you're a fan of this character and like me, we're holding out hope that John's uh, vision, for lack of a better term, um, wouldn't take hold of the character's future through this movie. Well, you're probably really disappointed. John's doesn't really understand this character, obviously, and he does. Uh, he appears embarrassed of the parts he does understand to whatever degree he does. But what we have in The Curse of Shazam, uh, specifically because of John's failures, is the least compelling version of Captain Marvel's origin story. Uh, for many fans, this movie will lock in that version into their heads as the default narrative for this character, and there's, there's just really no way of getting around it. And again, that sucks. Billy Batson should never be portrayed as jaded, cynical, or a jerk. Full stop. That Johns did that to this character is unforgivable and leaves me unable to buy into any project that he touches. Uh, without reservation, I think it's one of the worst decisions in comic history. I don't think I'm exaggerating at all. I get the sense that to whatever degree the film follows John's error, the people editing the trailer knew enough to minimize that portrayal of Batson. Uh, ever hopeful, I'm going to spend my time hoping that editing isn't really the difference, but that Sandberg actually presents Batson more in line with the historic and superior characterization than John's did. You guys go ahead and cross your fingers with me. I'll also tell you, I'm confounded by the big meat superpowers line of presentation. I can see why someone who doesn't understand or care for this character uh, would take the simplistic approach and see something novel in that uh, big meat superpowers uh, storyline. I assume lots of general audience members are going to see this movie because that simple premise is an easy jumping on point for people who have no relationship to the character. Sure, that makes sense to me. What I don't understand, however, is that DC Comics has such little care for this character as a property that they would go with the most historically odd and least compelling presentation when they release it as a major motion picture. Uh, most specifically, I don't see how there was no one in this process from DC Editorial all the way to Warner Brothers who uh, looked at the power set and asked, if you were a preteen boy, would having the wisdom of Solomon dumped into your brain alter your personality in some way? That there was this big collective gnaw slapped on this project tells you a lot of what you need to know about the creative care and effort to understand the property that Johns, DC Comics, and even Warner Brothers you know, gave to this project. So what do you do if you're a fan of Captain Marvel? Well, for my part, I'm going to be excited to see the movie and use it as a chance to tell people, hey, if you like that, you are really going to love the Captain Marvel stories that made the character so compelling for decades. I think when I put 
the multiversity storyline in there, when I put some of Doc Shaner's work in there following that conversation, we'll see people who go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is even better than what we saw in that movie. So who knows? Maybe if this movie springboards Captain Marvel back into prominence in the minds of DC Comics leadership, we may see a willingness to publish more stories that are in line with the classic characterization. I'll be putting my efforts towards that end for sure. But if you can't find it in your heart to try and turn this terrible story into a positive opportunity, then I totally understand. Uh, You may want to take Pete Blatchford's approach. He's a good Twitter follow if you guys are on Twitter. And you can follow him at PD Puddin' Pork, which uh, the puddin' there has no G on it. PD Puddin' Pork. After seeing the trailer, Pete tweeted, just keep saying to yourself, this is a Shazam movie, not a Captain Marvel movie. And I think that's a sentiment I first heard from David Taylor, maybe also on Twitter. Either way, if you can't enjoy the movie as a Captain Marvel fan, maybe you can treat Shazam as a generic knockoff, which, by the way, Captain Marvel has always had to deal with generic knockoffs throughout his publication history. Uh, And if you can do that, you can still have fun with what looks like a lighthearted and humorous superhero movie. I, for one, particularly enjoyed the little snippet we got with Jack Dylan Grazer's Freddie Freeman. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you listen to my other podcast, Saw Something Scary, you know I'm a horror movie fan and really enjoyed Grazer's work and Muschietti's It. I'm predisposed by that to like Grazer's work, but I suspect I will find lots to love in Freddie and Billy's friendship. So what about the idea that is getting kind of knocked around out there in online discussions that Shazam could save the DC universe? Well, without reservation, I'm willing to speculate that this movie may, in fact, be the film that proves to Warner Brothers brass that the DCEU is worth continuing. And I'm a guy who really loves the characters of the DC Comics universe. Uh, As a result, I'm thankful for something that may come along and signal to the people who make these decisions that they've been doing it wrong, but there's a lot of money to be made if they start doing it right. I don't think Shazam's perfectly uh, in that narrative, right? I think choosing Jeff Johns' uh, work is is a misstep, but you know they, they did go for a lighter-hearted presentation, uh, not to be too simplistic, but brighter colors, more laughs, more smiles. That's something the DCEU has needed uh, for quite a while now. So again, I'm happy to see these characters that I love saved. The question for me is, is it worth having one of the characters I love the most sold in a way that masks so much of what makes that character great uh, as the thing needed to save the entire project? To answer that, I have to just say, I'll wait and see. But as I already mentioned, I'm the guy who's always hoping for the renaissance Captain Marvel so richly deserves. So I'm going to believe that even as an imperfect step, this is one step in that process. Right now, I think the good of getting to see a fun, big-budget movie about a character that looks a lot like Captain Marvel and the hope that the movie not only continues the DCEU, uh, but also moves that universe away from Snyder's uh, poor vision is a pile of positives that outweighed the negatives. I get if you don't agree with me, but I do hope just for the sake of the fun of being a fan, you find a way to enjoy what seems to be a really fun roller coaster ride of a movie uh, in, in Shazam, based on the trailer we saw. There's going to be a real irony for those of us, though, who love Captain Marvel and have you know grown familiar with him through our uh, fandom over a number of years. If this movie takes off and becomes uh, the phenom that many people, I think, are right to anticipate it becoming, 
uh, it's going to be one of those situations where those of us who actually know the character sit back and say, yeah, that was a fun ride. Look at all the money it made. Look how great the movie performed. But it could have even been better if they had just went with the source material. Uh, it, there's already some of that, right? When you're reading these articles online and people are talking about how fun the trailer is and how it really won Comic-Con and all that, and you think, yeah, man, what if that uh, that vision that Sandberg brought to the character had been wedded to something like what we saw from Ordway or Doc Shaner? Uh, how much more wonderful could this film have been if it wasn't actually, you know, if it was actually telling a Captain Marvel story? So I guess that's a little bit bittersweet, but for me, I'm going to major on the sweet for the time being until they kind of push me out the door and don't give me uh, any chance to, to look for a silver lining. I do want to raise one more head scratcher from the trailer that I'm hoping you'll give me a better answer for. Uh, although cards on the table, I suspect there isn't really a good answer uh, out there. If you noticed in the trailer, they took real pains to laugh at the name Shazam, right? They have the wizard say it, and then Billy laughs at it and asks if he's for real. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say Okay! Shazam! This, again, is one of those examples of where they seem to be embarrassed by this character, and I don't understand it at all. But nonetheless, it's there. They take pains to to draw our attention to it. Well, if you notice in the exchange, the wizard tells Billy to say his name, him here being the wizard, and he tells him to say Shazam. So what I'm left with is, you know, on the one hand, hey, great, they're they're calling the wizard Shazam. That's great. Uh, I, I don't think any of the replacements and changes they've made to the story uh, from the, you know, in comparison to the classic continuity have been improvements. So that they got this part right is wonderful. But I thought that DC uh, was telling fans that we had to follow John's lead and call the wizard <laughs> the wizard and call the wizard's superhero champion Shazam. Uh, that is the dumbest possible version of dealing with the names of these characters. But again, I thought DC was committed to following John's stupidity on this subject. So is the movie going to have both the wizard and the superhero share a name? I don't suppose there's much hope that we get a Captain Marvel name drop. Uh, I assume that they're going to do something other than have the wizard and the character be named Shazam. But considering how poorly DC has handled this issue in the past, I'm not very optimistic that they'll do a good job of resolving this difficulty in some way that's not you know brain dead. Uh, so I'm going to hold out hope, but it's going to be a slim hope. And uh, if you if you know some obvious way that I'm just overlooking to, ha- to how they can reconcile the the problem of having the wizard and the and the superhero share the same name, please get at me and let me know. Uh, until then, I'm basically just banking everything on Sandberg having realized this is a problem and accounted for it as he uh, as he created his movie. Well, all right, guys, that's going to wrap up this quick hitter on the Shazam film trailer. Uh, if you've got feedback, as I've mentioned a couple times already, I'd love to hear it. On Twitter, you can find me at the Shazam cast. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. I would really appreciate it if you hit me up on Reddit in the Captain Marvel subreddit. Again, you can find that at forward slash r forward slash Captain Marvel. That subreddit is where I post the Captain Marvel and Shazam news I come across. And if I do say so myself, it's become one of the better news aggregators available on the web for this character. I'd love to meet up with you there. Other than me, make sure you're checking out Jeff Farm's work at theworldsmightiestmortal.com, Carl Shinyama's Captain Marvel talk on Facebook, and shazamaholic.blogspot.com because those guys lead the way in keeping the Captain Marvel fan fires burning bright. And hey, here's a question to, to kind of wrap us up here. With this movie being so clearly based on the curse of Shazam, is it time to go ahead and take a look at that presentation of the uh, the character's origin story? 
the early episodes were about uh, the the portrayals over different generations of Captain Marvel's origin story, and then you know how people took that idea and ran with it in different directions. I truly hate that storyline so very much. So I've kind of put off having to dive into that. Kept looking for older versions of the story to tell before we got to that one. But you know, the movie may set a new timetable for me. So, yeah. Is it is it time to do a postmortem on The Curse of Shazam from the New 52? Uh, are you guys interested in listening to something like that? Uh, if so, let me know. That would be a good prompting to actually sit down with a microphone and get that done. Again, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, somewhere on Reddit, uh, email, whatever whatever you prefer. Uh, but either way, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Shazam Cast, Earth's Mightiest Captain Marvel podcast. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>